Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Lost the Lieutenant. I'm your host, Kevin, and on today's show I'm joined by fellow host, Nick and John. Welcome back, guys. We're sitting in Nick's uh, lounge room, I guess you could call it. Yeah, it's definitely a lounge room. Yeah. <laughs> We're lounging. Yeah. <laughs> like Romans. Um, and no, no, not quite like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> on today's show, we're going to be discussing the latest season, season 11, that just dropped on Monday or Tuesday? Yeah, it? a couple of days. So it's Wednesday now as we record. So it came out here Late Monday about night. 11 o'clock on Monday night in Australia. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then we crammed through. And the place went wild. Oh, like Facebook Messenger was like... Yeah, notifications non-stop. Photos of everything. It was like, we're looking at the same document, guys. That was fun. But of course, all the talk has been not really about season 11, interestingly. So it'll be interesting to go into the season 11 changes rather than the army changes. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of the talk on the at least the Infinity Australia and WGC pages seem to have been more about the, the army changes, which right. we'll go into a little but bit. The, but the army changes are tied into the... They are, the, but the there's been... Yeah, well. yeah, 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 with some of the like, point differences and things, they may not be season changes. They may just be straight changes yeah, across the board. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's a, there's a, there's a, lot, of, a lot of nuance changes. Um, people have been picking up things like I think someone noticed the other day that the, the, the one of the GSA units got NCO. And it's like, yes, oh, the Diakai. Where which did that great. come from? Yeah, which is great, but yeah, there's lots of lots to pick apart yeah. on today's episode. Um, but first, we have banter. To discuss. Yeah, that's right. The, the, <laughs> if you were to see the show notes, the, the top line is general banter. <laughs> so um, so let's let's give the people what they want. <laughs> so we discussed re- recent games. If anyone has anyone had a, a recent game that's worth uh, talking about? Yeah, I, I've had a couple of games um, lately. I had a great game against you actually, Kev, on Thursday night last week. Yeah, we did actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. playing on um, your new table that you've put together. Yeah, which is a bit different from what you've normally seen on an Infinity table because while a lot of people might scoff at this type of table, it's a ruin table. Mm-hmm. So it's like crushed buildings and big sort of corner pieces instead of full rectangle um, pieces and I was a bit reluctant looking at it to begin with but yeah. I think we kind of made it work I think we did mm-hmm. yeah I think and I think uh, I think the, uh, the kind of person that likes to play on tables that take you out of your comfort zone um, and I know a lot of people like cringe and scoff at yeah like you say at, at tables which aren't all rectangles and squares that are you know, eight inches high, um, but I think you know if if it's set up right and your opponent knows about it and they're open minded, then I think it can be a really good table and it can also bring out some new tactics or new challenges that you may never have had to consider before. Which yeah, it I think forces forces you to uh, to look at the whole thing, the whole game in a different light because yes. your can be quite out of your comfort zone on that type of a table. And there there was a few lines that you could draw that were quite long firing lines but we'd set it up in a way so that most of those longer firing lines tended to be across the table yeah. instead of forwards and backwards forwards and backwards yeah side. so they weren't quite as obvious to pick up and even and even then I think you and I neither of us had an awful lot of really long range weaponry we'd, we'd had very you're, you were wanting vanilla hack yeah. and you didn't have very I, much I don't think I had anything over 24 inches yeah. maybe maybe oh Panzerfaust from the Delami but that's yeah. it and you had I had a HMG, HMG. yeah and that was my longest range weapon. Yeah, so. so like I think even that plays into like a list like that, you know, into a into a table like that really well because you are both of us are moving up the, up the field. We're you know we're trying to get close, so having 
you know, big buildings where you can put a sniper on. You're like, well, we don't really care about that. Yeah, you did have your MSV2 sniper in that uh, in that sniper's nest. Oh yes, I did. Which um, which was a really <laughs> fun uh, fun interaction. I thought where uh, my because I was running vanilla Eugene, I had a bunch of monks and Kuang Shi impetuous orders. They just ran straight out in front of this MSV2 sniper, mm-hmm. and um, you looked at me and asked me uh, <laughs> if if I was to not ARO with this sniper, what does that tell you? And I said that that tells me that that is not an MSV2 sniper. <laughs> yeah. Too excellent deducing. Yeah, that was exactly what happened. Yeah, it turned out to be a half set forward observer um, because I figured that it might... I mean, if I went first, I could use it to scare you into a corner. But I ended up going second. And of, of course, your impetuous orders were like, I'm running out. And then you're, I was like... Shoot at me, please. I'm not shooting you. And you're like, oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> and then, you're yeah. not taking the... Obvious, Obvious arrow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it turned out to be—he turned out to be quite a useful piece in the end. The old half a forward observer, because, like, I mean, I mean, I think I'm, I'm not going to blame my dice, but I do feel like I didn't couldn't hit very much that game. But um, I was surprised at how effective a rifle can be at up to 32 inches the against the ranges. Yeah. yeah, against impetuous troops, because you're always like you're always dismissing people. People obviously in the discussion of submachine guns are often dismissing rifles. Because they're like, well, why would you have a rifle when you got some machine gun? And then you realize that a, sub, a rifle is still, there's only neg 3 out to 32. And when you're dealing with impetuous troops and you're BS-12, you're still hitting them on nines. You know, okay, yeah, they can they can throw smoke, but... Yeah, like, they're, and they're not going to shoot back because they've got pistols and they're exactly, yeah. out of range. So, yeah, or you might as well... template weapons. Yeah, 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 you might as well roll that like, dice. and Because I, I, I think I took the forward observer for the... Because... I figured the flashballs would be more useful, but over 24, they're both in egg three. Mm. And you might as well hit them with a rifle and do some, like, do some damage rather than just flashball some. So that was a nice um, kind of, I guess, revelation for me. Like, oh, okay, yeah, this actually is not bad. Yeah. I have to just interject here for a second that um, listening from the next table along, some of the things <laughs> you said when you were rolling your dice was very, very amusing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but at the end of the game, it did ten, end up being really close. I won six five, was it? Something like that. Yeah, I think it was a six, point or six, maybe five a or point, six, or, four or, point or two in it. Yeah. yeah, it was a very close game, so it was on edge the whole. The and it was time. unmasking as well. We both we both discovered each other's um, designated target on like the first turn of the game. Yeah, and because neither of us decided to be sneaky, no, we, we just we put them. We both put them in the in the most obvious, well defensible positions. <laughs> and so when we both pushed a button and guessed. The one that's in the most defensible position, long and behold, that's the one that it was. Exactly. Yeah, I had a, I did think long and hard about making it like something else, but I was like, oh, you might think I'm double bluffing him, and yeah, so I ended up just going for the obvious option. I know that you know that I know that you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Aha! So there's no way this is gonna be the poison challenge, yeah, but yeah. No, it turns out they were both poison. Yep. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who hasn't seen the Princess Bride, <laughs> the Iocane powder. <laughs> um, yeah, I had another game recently against Val, uh, and he was playing Imperial Service, and I was playing Vanilla Yujing. We played um, uh, Transition Matrix. Now that's the first mission at BCB, so I'm getting as much practice with Transition Matrix as I can because, being the first mission, you want to get off to a good start for the for the event. Yeah. What if you want a submarine? That's the submarine's not real. Yeah. 
Yeah. If you lose the first round, just go to the bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some 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 raining is sounds tight. like a plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really really tight uh, tight game. He had quite a hacking heavy list, um, and actually told me afterwards that uh, he probably wouldn't take the same list for transition matrix because he doesn't want to have such a big hacking presence. Oh, okay, yeah. But against yeah. me, he had two killer hackers, a regular hacker, and an Evo hacker. And um, right. so he took the Evo so he could coordinated order hacking. the hacking. Yeah, cool. And so I had... Um, did I had, that, a, did I had a, from? It did, yeah. So okay. I, had a, I had one killer hacker and one um, regular hacker. And he, sniffer, he used a, sn- sn- a sensor through a sniffer to uncover like three camo tokens that I had in the middle of the table in his first turn. Right. And then the next order was to coordinated order hack my killer hacker that we had infiltrated mm. and so it had um three brain blasts coming at it from different directions excellent i love that meaning that um i could only arrow against one actually so it was even better because one of the things that was in the coordinated order was a um uh can ran mm-hmm. with hollow projector level two. Oh, so there's three of them right right and so i had to ARO with my hacker and I AROed against what I thought was the real Canran but I was wrong so he then hacked me with the Canran as well as the um, irregular hacker and the other killer hacker all hacked me at the same time wow that's fantastic that's what I love about this game yeah I always look at that I look doesn't, at that often him hacking with the, the real guy reveal which one it is so uh, but I declare my ARO so he does his first part of the thing, then I ARO, yep. and then he yep. hacks me, yeah. revealing the real one after that. Although, uh, Hell Project Level 2 is a marker state, so you could have held your ARO. Uh, yeah, only, only, only if you had a line of fire. Yeah, yes. and I didn't have, I didn't have <laughs> line of fire. Oh, okay, right, gotcha. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I look at that often and go, oh, I'd love to do some coordinated hacking. Um, and then I'm just like... Uh, you have to take the Evo hacker. Yeah to do it mm. which I feel is just such a speed bump to to get past yeah like there's lots of benefits to the Evo hacker like being able to re-roll a failed whip check um, for hacking with the Evo hacker is really useful but with a, you know by spending a command token mm. but yeah you like there's all these benefits but then it's still 25 points and half an SWC and doesn't have a gun unless you're combined army I do, yeah. I'll, I, I'll, have to, I'll speak to Val about that because I like, I like that sound of that. Yeah. So that play. Yeah. So that was a. He ended up winning the game six four because mm-hmm. um, I dominated more zones for turn one and turn two, but then he got more zones turn three, and then also got his classified objective, and killed my designated target as well. Um, so. It uh, it was it was it could have gone either way half the whole way through the game because I was sort of dominating that midfield and my two areas and um, but he just sort of slowly but surely picked uh, picked apart my force. Mm. No, it was a really good fun game and um, I, I always enjoy my games against Val. So yes, he is a he is a um, he's a great person, a great guy, good player. Have you had any recent games, John? Um, I had a couple of games. I played Jacob um, last week. That was a very, very interesting one. Is that the first time you guys have played? It's the first time we'd ever played a game. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, but that was. Uh, I he didn't quite table me, but it was a uh, it was quite a shellacking, shall we say? What was he um, running? He was running OSS. Ah. Um, and I was I was running a bit of an experimental Toha list. Um, vanilla. Vanilla Toha. Yes. Yeah, okay. So. Um, 
That's the only Toha. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, for some reason, well, I'm like, Spiral, spiral kind of not Toha, kind of Toha. Yeah. Spiral Core is an insult to Toha players. <laughs> from, from oh, burn. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was a, it was an interesting game. Um, it actually came down to the last order. Uh, wow. We were playing Acquisition, and um, I had a, I can't remember what it was now. It was my Garel, mm-hmm. Garel with a Spitfire, um, coming up onto his Asura that was holding the middle objective. Mm. Um, she, he already had a wound, um, but I and I went up. I basically got into base to base with the objective with the last order. But on my way in, I was shooting the Asura, trying to obviously kill it to then mm-hmm. control the objective myself. Um, but I only hit him once, and because he'd only taken one wound, she had one. She had no wounding cap, so I couldn't yeah. have killed her. Yeah. So it's like, ah, damn it. And so yeah, so it ended up being. Yeah. And he shot back and killed my Garrel. So, <laughs> but yes, that was good. And then the week before that, I actually played Gareth. Um, Gareth's uh, one of our local guys. He uh, really good player. Um, doesn't play a lot of tournaments, mm-hmm. um, but he. Uh, He's yeah, really when good he, guy. When he shows up, he shows up. Yeah, yeah. and he was playing a um, Tunguska list with a Grenza in a Securitate. Oh, um, excellent! Team. Yeah, it was a really interesting game. That one turned out to be a, a five-all draw at the end. Okay. Oh wow! Um, thanks to Secure HVT. Because <laughs> there's always a. But yeah, that was a, that was a great game. That was probably one of my favourite games that I've played in the last sort of six months or so. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, we, we, we can get to this one when we get into the 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 meat of the episode. But I did have a game last night as a as a sort of test of season eleven. You've already played season I've eleven. I've already played wow. season eleven. Yeah, I went out. I went out. I drove out to the eastern, far eastern suburbs, and I had a game last night. It was a great game. Was, um, and we, but we can discuss. We can talk about um, that in reference to the rest of the episode, given my thoughts. Okay. Give him, I, give him my I, one game. Yeah, yeah. I, I eagerly await your uh, your feedback. Your, deep, your hot you've, you've already yeah, heard some of it. The yeah. deep, deep analysis of, of season eleven from 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 Kev's one game played this season. Deeper yeah. than yeah, deeper than anyone else on this on this, to this table. That's not the point. <laughs> um, yeah. So I also wanted to also um, just mention that I uh, have recently been on a trip to Japan. I was I was over there. For uh, for two weeks, had an absolutely phenomenal time in the thirty to thirty five degree heat with ninety eight percent humidity almost every day, mm. um, sweating my absolute balls off. But um, I did start to get a bit of an infinity itch while I was over there, so I did a shout out on the WGC page to see if there's much of a scene in uh, in Tokyo, and uh, got a response from a um, from a lovely guy uh, named Matthew Owens who uh, who lives in Tokyo and has just started. Uh, building up the infinity scene over there so um, it was interesting really we had a great um, conversation I, I popped in uh, one night while he was running uh, running a Japanese fellow through uh, ice storm the, mm. um, so they were up to the final mission in operating the operation ice storm and so I um, tagged along and and uh, and helped out with some rules clarifications and and, and just general observations while heckling. I was there. A little bit of heckling, not too much. Um, I This Japanese fellow was like, oh, should I shoot or should I dodge? I'm like, mate, if you can hit, always shoot. <laughs> always shoot. Always shoot. Um, he didn't take my advice, succeeded his dodge, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> the point is to listen yeah. to Nick. Yeah. And um, so it was actually interesting talking to Matt about the, um, the growth of the scene in, in Japan because um, one thing about for anyone who's been to Japan will know that, that 
space is an absolute premium over there. So really, pe people's houses are absolutely tiny, these tiny little apartments that they live in. Um, so from a wargaming perspective, there would be a bit of, a bit of appeal for uh, a, a game that only takes 10 to 20 models to play rather than the bigger games where you need like 50 plus models. Um, so from a space perspective, um, then that could be uh, really quite an advantage for Infinity. But there's no, really not much of a scene over there at the moment. Um, a few players here and there, uh, but Matt was telling me that there wasn't actually any stockists in, um, in in Tokyo, any any stores that, that actually stocked Infinity. So he started up, oh, excuse me, he started up an online store called Impetuous Order. So uh, if we've got any Japanese listeners, uh, jump on to, uh, I'm sure you can do a, a search for Impetuous Order. He's got a Facebook page and he's part of the WGC post in there as well. Mm. And um, we will link the, the website in the, in the show notes as well. So you can um, go on there and, and see what... Uh, what you what you need to, to start playing if you if you're keen to keen to get going. He was telling me that the week before I arrived, they had their monthly meetup, and they had about ten people come along. Oh wow, um, that's really great. Where, where, where do they where do they game? I don't I don't know. Oh okay, Japan. Japan. Yeah, yeah. somewhere in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like, I'm not, not sure. Not, not someone's house, obviously. <laughs> no, I'm not like, sure. <laughs> this, I'm not sure exactly where they meet up. Um, I'm sure you can hit hit Matt up if mm. you if you're keen. But um, the uh, the, he said that, yeah, they had about 10 people turn up, and of those 10 people, uh, six of them were new players still learning the rules. Oh, okay, great. So, so, so there is, um, we think there's a lot of new players coming up in Melbourne, yeah, right. but for, for that many new people to actually even just be learning at that stage, then I think it's about to explode over there. It's interesting to see like, how, they, how they learn about it. How do they you know, get exposed to the game um, if it's not you know, big there? Yeah, and and so that's that's what um, that's what Matt said. He'd only just sort of recently taken it back up after finding a few people who did play, and so um, there's a bit of like a small tight knit community that mm -hmm. um, that play Infinity, and I guess he's taken it upon himself to start to push that to the to a wider audience. That's good. Which is um, and when you went to the game, where, where was that being held? Uh, it was at a little store in Akihabara. I do not remember the name of the store, okay. but it is the absolutely most difficult place to find because it's on the top level above like a like a little shop and the shop was closed and so like there's no real signage to see i can see the shop up there with like the space marine cut silhouette cutouts right, in the yeah, window i'm like yeah. i know the shop is there i just have no idea how to actually get inside this building wow, okay. so i went down to the left and there's like a restaurant next to it and there's like a fire escape steps and i'm like i don't think those fire escapes are connected to the building i want to be in so i went around to the right and tried to open the door but it seemed like it was locked but it wasn't locked it was just very heavy and so I finally made my way inside the store to um, to to help out with the demo. But and it was that, that was just uh, just because I'm curious. So this is just like a general like hobby. Yeah, just like, like a, was that like a card game, war game store. Yeah, they had um, mostly mostly uh, mostly Warhammer products mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually have too much of a look around at the store itself, actually. But there was probably half a dozen people playing. There was a couple of play people playing that. What's that new fantasy game? New Warhammer Fantasy Warcry. Like Warcry. There was a few okay. people there playing Warcry. Yeah. Um, and they had a few tables set up with like paint stations and um, airbrushes and stuff set up in in, right. the, in the store cool. as well. Um, for, so there was somewhere for my heavily pregnant wife to sit down, which was great because <laughs> I dragged her along with me. <laughs> because of course, <laughs> that's gonna happen. Yeah. The the troubles that you had finding the place is 
for anybody who's been to Japan who doesn't speak Japanese, that is basically the trouble you have finding a lot of things. Because a lot of things are on like the third floor of a building where there's a little sign maybe on the front of the thing. It's like, oh, it's on the third floor. Great. How do I get there? Yeah. And that, yeah. Yeah. I remember there was one place that we went when we were there one time. Um, it was a bar that we were trying to get to and it was on the fourth floor of this building. It took us 20 minutes to actually find the place. It was, But it, yeah, it's an amazing, amazing city. Yeah. Really great to see Infinity becoming a thing. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, cool. Was there any other announcements we had? Um, I've put a note here just to say that the, the the studio paint jobs for the next couple of months of releases have come out online, so you can mm-hmm. see how, how they've been painted up. So the, it's the actual models as well, so we don't have to just wa- uh, um, rely on those orange CAD sculptures that yeah. we look at. So we can actually see what the models look like in the flesh and paint it up to that high-tier standard. So if you're curious to see what any of those look like, you can find them online. Um it's odd actually because there's been a little bit of commotion about that, um, which was surprised. Well, not surprised, but it was it's unusual to hear people criticizing the paint jobs. Really? Mm, I, yeah, I'd, I'd seen that too. There's been a few criticisms of it, which I don't know. I don't think they're warranted personally. I think the Moang looks pretty good, but some people were. That's like, what people were saying. Apart. People were saying that they didn't much care for the paint job of the Moang. And then the uh, the other one was the eight ball skin as yeah, well, which only... I'm like. I thought it looked really cool. I I like it. I, I, I can see what people maybe mean. Maybe it looks a lot... It looks... It kind of... I don't know. It's just a bit bland or busy or something. I'm not sure what's it going on. It was very on, busy. Some of the colour choices were interesting. It's a very yeah. busy model, though. It is. Well. Yeah. So I think it looks great. Um, I think that the standout... Well, the standout one for me, besides the A-team, is that new... Is the Zuyong. The, um, oh, the character Tai Shang. Tai Shang. amazing. With, yeah. the, with the Timbot. With the yeah. Timbot. That Timbot is amazing. That it's, Timbot it's like, is so good. He's like a, a miniature... With the little shield. Yeah. Um, it's like a miniature version of the Zeong armor that he's wearing with the full-size helmet. Yeah. It's like yeah. A, chi- a chibi... Uh, a chibi... Uh, oh, version of... Chibi like Zeong. Zeong. With like an actual shield, yes. the My, yeah. my deflector level two is a physical shield. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play Eugene. I will never play Eugene. JSA forever. Um, but... Um, I I would buy that one. I yeah, I would really would as well. I think I think they've just they've for really the nailed, yeah, absolutely yeah. just for the Timbot. I think they really nailed the scale of that model. Like she just looks like she looks like she's heavy infantry, but she's not bulky. She looks graceful, without being too sexy. Like just really thick thighs too. Is it? I, okay, I've got I'm actually going to say some of the um, the Eugene stuff they've been releasing recently is probably some of my favourite stuff they've done in a while because mm. I really like the Crick Cochran model. I know yeah. some people didn't, oh, but I, I think love that's that model. a, that's a great. great little model. Um, and obviously the the limited Quager that they did for season yeah. ten. Oh, that was, yeah, that was, yeah. different arms. Yeah, no, really good. Like I think, and I like the Moang. But then again, I, I, I love like the Diokai, which is kind of I like in the fluff. The the Diokai was kind of the yeah. prototype Moang, and they stole it. So <laughs> I've always thought that Yujing have the best looking heavy heavy infantry in the game. And when I first started, I was really tempted by Yujing because of how their heavy heavy infantry looked. And I would have gone that way if I didn't fall in love with assassins instead. But uh, yeah, so that's great that they're still looking really good and they're looking better. Actually, looking better than they were a couple of years ago. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, on to season 11. Let's talk about it. Yeah. The big news. This would be where like other podcasts put a bumper, but yeah. we're not going to do that. Cause we're, just pretty- <laughs> we're, we're super professional and we yeah. can just do we this. Just, we just keep talking. We just keep drinking beer and keep talking until yeah. someone else needs to go for a pee and then we do a quick little break. But you, never, you never know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so season 11, Stakeout. No, the, 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 what was the last one called? Xenotech? Uh, it yeah, was it called Xenotech. Xenotech. Yeah. Yes. How can you forget? Season X. Is <laughs> I've, forgotten, I've forgotten all about the Xenotech already. Don't put it out to your mind. I'll put it from my mind. Um, cool. So do we want to just run through all these points with yeah I think so I think it's good yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll just recap what's what's there what's there what's gone what's new sure so for everyone uh, who's been living under a rock for the past few days season 11 has gone live you can find it on the infinity website if you go on your comlog app um, you've got to go into the settings to tell it to tell to tell it to show you season 11 missions rather than the season 10 missions but, mm. but that's all updated as well so so at least on Android I'm not sure about oh, really? on Apple yet but okay well um, yeah. If it's not done on Apple yet, who cares? Just get it. Get Yeah, and I guess we'll start off with the rules that have stayed from previous seasons, the rules that we know and love and we'll, we'll, should be fairly used to by now. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, we've got the data tracker, um, yep. which when, I mean, it, it was a little bit controversial when it first came out, only a small amount controversial because most people liked the data tracker. Most forces had a model that you could obviously say, this is going to be my data tracker for yeah. this mission. Yeah. Um, so he still hangs around, which is fine. The um, medium infantry forward deployment thing. Bravery. bravery. Yeah. Good one. Medium infantry, still brave. Yeah. Yes. Or foolhardy. Yeah. One you, of just keep on, keep on on you, medium infantry. Um, ironclad? Uh, ironclad, which was the rule that gives tags... Fatality, Fatality level, level one. one. Well, it's been that's the third season of that now. I think it started in is nine. It? Yeah, because that would have been tagline, was it? Yeah, no, actually, because season yeah, well, no, nine eight. was yeah eight was tagline, nine was treason. Oh yeah, it wasn't in season eight though. No, it wasn't actually. Maybe it was at the end of season yeah. It came eight, in season. Nine. It yeah, came in from season nine. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, so yeah, an interesting change they've done though with Ironclad is that now Fatality, instead of just being as part of the ITS document and something that if you're playing an ITS mission, everyone has to remember, yeah. it's now in army. It's in army, yeah. Every tag profile has been updated to have Fatality level which one. Which I think I which I think I like. Oh no, I do like. And I'm not, not thinking about it. I do. Yeah, yeah because like if you it. print out your army list, you know, it's on there, it's easy to remember, you don't have to think Oh yeah, so I've just shot you with an HMG, so that's a damage 15 shot. Oh no, wait, no, it's damage 16 shot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, fatality, just uh, to uh, clarify, because um, I forget, Fatality doesn't apply to template weapons. No, though. it's only BTS. It's only if you do a BTS roll. BTS. No, BS. 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 That's what I BS meant, tech. sorry. BS. Yeah. BS. Yeah, so shooting weapons, not template no, weapons. No, I think... Doesn't apply to template weapons. Yes. Doesn't. But what about like shotguns with blast or plasma weapons? Yes, yes. Because, well, because you've rolled BS1. BS1. You've But what about the person right. getting hit behind you? He still gets some plus one damage? Yes. Okay. Yes. Alright, okay. So you miss launchers or whatever. I mean not that any tag has a missile launcher, but anyway. Yeah. Plus one damage. Um yeah, so plus yes. one damage to guns. To guns. And but not flamethrowers. Not flamethrowers. No damage fif- sixteen flamethrowers. Or fifteen flamethrowers. Yeah. Okay. Which I think I think is fine. Yes. Um, the other thing that has stayed from previous seasons is the uh, the drop troops can still drop anywhere without having to put the template down. Hooray! Yes. Um, that, I I really hope that stays just permanently because it just it just makes AD actually usable. Yeah. And and where it was previously, some of the tables you play on, there's so much scattered terrain absolutely everywhere that there was literally maybe yeah. two or three spots that you could actually even put the pie plate yep. to, to do the drop or you're then forced to walk on from the side. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely uh, much really is quite thematic for what a drop troop 
kind mm-hmm. of is That's as right. well, um, and forces your opponent to always be on edge about what could be coming in because it could be coming in from anywhere. Yeah, no, I, I like it. It definitely it just frees it up. It's one less thing to have to place and worry about. You just place it, roll the dice, done. Exactly. Um, so those are the main rules that have stayed from previous seasons. Rules that have gone. Guys, we may have already the big one. We we drum roll, please. <laughs> yeah, it's the Xenotech. R.I.P. in peace, Xenotech. Yeah. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. That's <laughs> right. Um, the, the the much maligned Xenotech uh, doesn't have to bother us anymore. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm totally okay with this. Me too. I don't think you're going to find many people who are not okay with it. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Except uh, I did have... I, I did... I liked... I liked the theme of the Xenotech. Yeah. I like I like what it does for the story. I liked what it does to the if you're into the fluff and that. It, I like that. Um, so I think I would like to see it continue out of game, like in the um, if any if you know in future books. Mm-hmm. I like to see some famous Xenotechs. I like to see some character Xenotechs. I would love to see them actually put like. I would, actually, I was really hoping rather than Wild Bell, they would have put like an actual Xenotech like model <laughs> in your army that you can take. Who's going to be like a that um, that would have been the ultimate troll. Wouldn't yeah, it? yeah, the, yeah. The limited, <laughs> the limited edition model for the ITS eleven pack was a special Xenotech. Special well, edition Xenotech. Yeah, yeah. You could do it if you make it like an Indiana Jones yes. type sculpt, mm-hmm. right? That's your that's <laughs> your Xenotech. Yeah. So I think I think I really love the love the the sandbox or appeal to that like the yeah. narrative side. So I'd love to see them continue talking about them. In the context of the game, but not in game. Yeah, and John were talk- John and I were discussing this a little bit in the car that um, it's ki- it has kind of influenced the fluff a little bit um, in mm-hmm. a, in a subtle way. In if you read like the blurb at the start of season eleven, yeah. uh, they talk about um, it's a baker a briefing from the from the O twelve talking about uh, the the researchers and the that they've been doing is indicating that there could be a big attack coming or an infiltration coming through the um, human's edge oh. um, and that the uh, third offensive and the um, the Daedalus offensive <coughs> could just be diversions to, to keep our eyes away from the greater infiltration that's happening into, into, into that part of space. And of course, just thought about that now, actually, we didn't talk about this in the call, but um, the uh, campaign that is due to start... Um, data asteroid blues is on the human edge exactly so I think that's probably where that will possibly that start will to come in tied in as well yeah so so the the, the Xenotech was not for naught they have uh, they've given us valuable, inform- valuable information apparently. about 50% of the time anyway as long as you can make that whip roll <laughs> yeah that's it oh yes yeah so I mean that's the only real rule that we identified that they've removed completely from, yeah, from the ITS so. lists mm-hmm. or ITS um uh, lineup. So, uh, the new rules that that everybody's uh, been waiting on. Kev, do you want to go through some of these ones? Oh yeah, certainly. I so new rules. Uh, the big one that everyone's talking about is tactical awareness on all tags. That's right. Every single tag now generates its own order for itself that can only be used on itself. Which, um, I mean, they've been buffing tags for a little while. Please yep. use tags. Please, please use tags. Exactly. Please, yeah. please use tags. And and 
I, I we made said, all these big stompy robots. They look great. Please use them. And they do look great. <laughs> they do. And, and there's there's real um, visual appeal of seeing tags on the table. But because of the presence of, of hacking and, and some of the vulnerabilities of tags, we just don't necessarily see that many of them on, on the table in, in, in our regular games. No, yeah. The, I mean, I think we haven't seen a resurgence of them lately in our area. Mm-hmm. I, I know that there's a lot more. And I, I'm actively thinking about even my game last night. I was like, ooh, Varuna, there might be a cutter. You know, whereas even like a year ago, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not going to face a tag. Unless it's just like a janky list. Sure. So, yeah. Um, but it's, it's so, it basically comes down to CB using the data that they get from ARMY and from the lists that are submitted through the... Uh, OTM. The OTM showing that people aren't using tags. So they first they started buffing them by uh, giving them fatality. They there was something there's else some, they did. There's some tag them. missions, some tag sort of centric missions mm-hmm. that give them buffs like yeah. for deployment level one. They gave them all pilot specialists. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, well specialists. That. That's right. Um, and now, for those that are piloted at least. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, even the ones that aren't piloted. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, have the little Zindron like or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, little crab bot that can yeah. pop off its shoulder. It's just their operators. Yeah, yeah, they don't have. But that. there's yeah. there is a part of that tag that is a specialist exactly yeah and um so now we've finally reached the point where they're giving them, they're giving them tactical awareness so yeah. um to all our listeners and out, out there please 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 start using tags mm-hmm. because god knows if we if we don't start using tags because of this what's the next buff gonna be <laughs> fatality two on tag <laughs> oh jesus fatality level two they're just gonna have four wounds um full auto, yeah. full auto armor, armor 17 tags. totally yeah. immunity yeah i i yeah i'm like i'm kind of meh about this um i mean an avatar still kicks ass if it kicks ass with an extra order well Whatever. It could, but it could kick ass before. It could kick ass, yeah. In a limited insertion with 11 orders because it's your lieutenant. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I'm a, I was a little bit disappointed that some of those tags did not get a price increase, but then some of them did. It was the light tags that yeah, seemed there to be. Yeah. I think there was there was a um, threshold and any mm. tag that was cheaper than like 70 points or something mm. got that four point. Is it, was it, is it four points pretty much across the board? Was yeah. it? Yeah. For the for the ones that got the price increase, it was four yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I don't know because I feel like some of those smaller tags, at least in my opinion, anyway, are the ones that are lesser used. I mean, I don't see Zeno, I don't see see Zeodrons, I don't see Overdrons, I don't see Anacondas, Ulans. I don't see Ulans, I don't you know I don't see any of those tags. So increasing their points by four just to get extra order, I guess, I don't know. Mm. I, mean, I can understand like if they're cheaper then you can take more of them but then when are you ever seeing more than two tags on a table I'm not you're not I don't think you are are you yeah well also are those smaller tags maybe some of them have, some of them have duo so yeah, they don't want to have too many orders does to a little duo tag awareness work in it it like? does yeah. it does okay yeah, right. they confirmed all that with the with the um, invincible army stuff because they have tactical awareness all, all over the place yeah true in their, in their link teams yeah, tag awareness. It's like um, NCO. You can use it to activate the fire team. Yeah, mm. it specifically says in the. So wiki. that uh, okay. So for the likes of the gecko and the zeodrons, then they're quite useful because they can duel and harass. But for everything else, yeah. Mm. I mean, like for me, it has actually. Prior to this, I've got a beautifully painted Guija. Yeah. And I've literally the Guija t- does need to see more table time because it is a beautiful model. I've had it on the table once, mm. ever, and um, it's a solid. It's a solid piece. It's just not. Yeah, it's, it's just no frills. It's just a bit boring. Yeah. Um, and 
so this has actually kind of spurred me to start to look at building lists mm-hmm. around the Guija. Yeah, no, that's great. And that's exactly what the the point of this was. Yeah. Like I've I've you know got back into hack and I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna start playing Rama. I'm gonna play Rama. I'm gonna play limited insertion Rama with two like Maggie's. two yeah, Maggie's. Like, <laughs> oh double. Double Maggie, like Janissary Link team, I'm gonna do it. So now that they've got attack awareness, I'm like yeah. okay, yeah, I could you know not that they were shit before, but like you say, I'm like yeah, I can use but- them. That's right. They, none of them were really terrible beforehand, but the goal here from CB is to get more people to put them on the table. Yeah. And if that's the goal, then they've definitely achieved it in my Success. books because now I want to put it on the table because yeah. it's going to be more effective. I think it's great. And I'll, honestly, it that was if there's going to be any like troll rule that CB have done, that's it. That's the one rule that, that most people are going to be like, this fucking game's broken. Yeah, fucking you know. And then meanwhile, like really, that's, like, that's the one of the next ones we've got to look at. <laughs> they'll no, yeah. Like the rest of them, people can like complain about that they're not very good. But this is like, the game's broken, man. I'm not playing this game anymore. And they're like, you'll be back. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I just can't laugh. So good, excellent. Um, I John, have to say, what do you watch? Um, what? What? Go tags. Given that I'm currently playing Toha. I'm still taking a Gorgos. Oh, go on, mate. Take it. <laughs> Take it. You know you know they've got total immunity now? Uh, armor, what is it? Armor 9? Um, well, if you put a mate on it, which you have to. Yeah. yeah arm 9, BTS 9, total immunity once. Hi. <laughs> Can you right. give something two mates? Is that possible? No. No, okay. no you can give a mate to a bo- mate and a bomb, but not two mates. Oh, okay. Are you going to give a mate and a bomb? Yeah. Ooh. Which only Toha can do. Yes, I mean obviously, but I mean, <laughs> I mean like I mean like Spiral can't do that, can they? They can't do. Yeah, well I don't think they can have a Gorgos, so they can oh. do a mate and a bomb. Right, okay. But yeah. no, Kel, they're only ABA one Keltar, so they can um, only do a mate. They can only do mate or bomb. Mate or bomb. But you can put a mate and a bomb on a Gorgos. Yes. Not that I don't know if you want to put a bomb on a Gorgos. No, because no. you can use it to repair things, can you? You can, but I think only things with wounds. Oh. I think that first aid is only things with wounds and not structure. Could you? Because because then when he when he loses all his wounds, the Gorgos pilot's got wounds, right? So can he then just like repair his wounds to go back into structure? No. no. Okay. That would be great. That would be crazy. Imagine that. Like just being like, I'm a pilot. And then he'd be like, I'm going to repair myself. And then just like, and then I'm a Gorgos again. You know what? That's what they should do. They should, they should basically make the Gorgos like some sort of ridiculous thing that just appears out of yeah. nowhere. Just, yeah. to, yeah. just to make Toe even more broken. Gelatinous cube. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> people don't complain enough about Toe Yeah. Well, I mean, people, I haven't heard any people complain about Toha since they changed the... the uh, that change to mates was great. Mates. It was needed, and I think it was the right change. Yeah. I think, yeah, no, I think since they got their uh, all the models taken off the CB store, that everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. fucking, that's see, that's what happens. Actually, yeah. Yeah. That's what happens to you, Toha. <laughs> and then they were all we're all happy now, because all the Toha players were going, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, so the next rule, um, Concilium Watch. Now, Concilium Watch... Uh, is one of those rules that appears in some ITS missions. Okay. Yep. Um, so when you look at the scoring for a mission, it could include Concilium Watch as one of the scoring conditions. Yep. Where basically the rules for Concilium Watch is if you've got a miniature, or if you, sorry, you've got a trooper who has journalist mm-hmm. and at the end of the game is in zone of control of an enemy model who is not in a null state, so still alive, who has one of the weapons that are banned by the Concilium Convention, mm. we're talking chain rifles, flamers, shotguns, those sorts of things, then you get one objective point. Now, does it... Uh, do they have to be in 
a line of fire I think well? the, I think it's just zone of control because do they have to have witnessed them fire the weapon no <laughs> I thought I thought I had this thing it was like I was like I was like the journalist getting shot at by a Morat with a Vulcan shotgun and then tanking the armor tape and being like I'm telling on you yes, yes. <laughs> sir 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 he's got he's got a shotgun he's got a chain rifle Meanwhile, the Morat's like, yeah, fucking go tell your mates. Shit. <laughs> okay, season one, here we go. Um, All right, season... Oh, I do have... I have got the, the thing up. Yeah, no, just zone of control. doesn't have to be in line of fire, just zone of control. Okay. Off someone at the end of the game. Yeah, now, okay. if, if yeah. you possess the Peacekeeper special skill, yes. which is a special skill we saw with the release of O12 on most of their profiles, they've got Peacekeeper, then... You ignore this. Mm. So because mm. you're a, you're a cop, I'm firing rubber bullets. Honest. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you're a cop, it's okay. Yeah. Um, Which is just, a really bad message to they send. Just, really. they, <laughs> flash, they, flash, they flash their badge. Don't worry, sir. Everything's under control here. Please move along. Um, and so that means people have actually thought that that you aren't able to achieve this against um, against O12. But there mm. is one profile. That has banned weapons. Only one. That uh, one that I'm aware of. At least, at least one that I know. But it's the one that everybody's going to use as their line troopers exactly. in O12. It's the um, what are they called? The Varangian Guard. Varangian Guard. Guard. Mm. Um, they have banned weapons, and they do not have the Peacekeeper rule. So uh, for those people complaining that oh we can't score this against O12, you can. Don't just worry. don't kill the Varangian Guard. That's right. Which is you know a problem if they're in your zone of control because they're just going to come up and stab you. But still. Yeah. So what, what what do we think of that ruling, fellas? Look, I, I initially when I read through it, I thought that rule applied to all missions. Right. And if it applied to all missions, I was asking myself, do I need to now put a war core war in every single list that I make? Um, if that, I mean, it's not the case, so there's really no need to go on about it. But it's only in a few missions. I haven't even looked to check which missions it's in. Well, we should probably. Um, are we, are we, well, we we can um, we can discuss that when we go through the missions. Sure. Or we you know talk about the missions. So we should find out which ones they are. We should. Yeah. I'm doing a search right now. Mm. That's okay. Um, yeah, I think it is not great. I'm not a big fan of it um, because it is. Um, what am I trying to say? It is. It's just a little bit shit. I think it's a bit janky. No, it's no, no, janky. It's no, just like not janky. Just why? a bit like, just a bit like me. Like, I can see that it will maybe make some players use their three point war core a little differently, as opposed to just a three point arrow flash pulse. They're gonna hide that three point arrow flash pulse, and they're gonna leave them somewhere. And then maybe toward the end of the game, they're going to spend the, their own, their irregular order to move out of the deployment zone and maybe get into zone of control of somebody who's got a ban weapon. So it kind of feels a little bit like it's, I don't know how many people are going to use it. I guess we'll just find out. Like, I mean, I, I don't have, I don't particularly like it, but I also don't have particularly strong feelings about it. Um, I don't. I sometimes take war cores. This rule is not going to make me take a war core. Mm. And I think it's only in like a handful of missions, maybe three. So I'll keep my eye out for which missions they are. Um, Just doing looking through it now, it's in front line, it's in safe area. DCAP. Um, it's in D uh, DCAP, yeah. 
But also Power in front, front line and safe area, it's not just a liaison officer um, rule. It says keep, like, your... You mean uh, Concilium Watch? Concilium Watch. Concilium Watch, we're talking decap, about. I typed the wrong fucking decap, thing when I said decap, <laughs> decap, decap and Power Pack. And decap, Power Pack. And Jesus. It's great radio. Wait, have you got... Uh, don't you have Comlog? Doesn't have the little uh, icon? Has he done the icon for um, uh, Concilium Watch? And supplies. Um, you guys are terrible at this. Yeah, oh. we are. Why don't you have Comlog? I do. It's right here on my phone. Yeah, you better find it in that one because it'll tell you all the missions and which ones go. Okay, so I, I do Comlog. Comlog, and then I go to the search. Sorry, guys. You know, like this is great. Do I, I, I sort? No, no, no. You don't have to sort. You just go to season eleven. You know, season eleven, right? Yeah. So that's the that's oh. the symbol for Concilium. That's the symbol for liaison. Yeah. The arrow. For those who aren't paying attention. Okay. And then the one for the other one is oh, the binoculars. It's binoculars. So okay. binoculars guys on Comlog is the uh, Concilium Watch and the Arrow is okay. the Liaison Officer on Comlog 11. These guys are real good. Like that came out literally the day after. Yeah. yeah. Well, real I mean, good. I'm sure they had um, ahead of the head information. I mean, I mean, I mean, together, I mean but... we can only assume. Yeah. So Decapitation has it. Uh, power Pack has it. Supplies. Just three missions. Three missions, guys. We got there. Um, none of those are being in Burn City Brawl that's coming up in a couple of weeks so that's okay um, but it's, it, yeah it's only three missions although it is supplies which is quite a popular one I do like supplies decap which is quite a popular one as well and then what was the third one power pack power pack power pack which is you know whatever um, <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be popular missions no no so I, I don't know what do, you, what do you guys think I, I don't mind it I, I think um, fluff wise it's good yeah with the whole the police thing and oh. reporting reporting people to the reporting yeah. people to the popo for having banned weapons. I loved okay, actually I have to mention this because I loved the um, some of the salts that was being salty tears that were being thrown out. You know, going why should combined army care about you know being caught on camera doing you know nefarious things or why should we have a doctor worm who's trying to do who's trying to watch these things and you're like too often. The bad guy is portrayed as this, like, this thing, this entity, this, like, you know, it doesn't have feelings, it's just there to consume all humans. But then you're like, two people off the combined army, they're probably the saviors. Like, think of, I don't know, combined army like Thanos. You know, he's just trying to, he's just trying to take over the world and do the better thing. Like, to, to those who follow him. He's trying to make the world a better place. Like, he's, they're just trying to make the world a better place. And, like, they're, you know, they're not, like, I mean, okay, Morats, you can look at as being... Nazis, but the rest of the, you know, combined army, they're, they're, you know, they all have normal lives, I imagine, you know, they, they're just fighting, they're just doing their thing. Yeah, so, the Shazvasti are having normal lives, pretending to be other people. Yeah, <laughs> so like, there's no reason why they wouldn't want to have some good press, because they're, you know, they're consuming worlds, it's much exactly. easier. Exactly, and, and from their perspective, they're playing the long game, Yeah, in that... Once the AI does take over humanity, mm. they still want humanity to play along. Like, yeah. look at all this stuff we've got. You know, under your previous rulers, they were not very nice people. Exactly. We've got, yeah. all, we've got all this, all this, all these newspapers that we printed that, yeah. that, that have articles. They, they, they right have about a lot it. to lose. Like they, they want, they want to appear yeah. like they're the good guys, and they want yeah. to make you know the human yeah. sphere appear to be the bad guys. Yeah. And if top, they can top ten reasons why uh, top ten reasons why humanity is better off under the. Uh, the combined intelligence. I, Buzzfeed. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. The Num- Buzzfeed num- numbers, number three will really surprise <laughs> you. <laughs> I, 
I know. I joined them, you know, like Bet and Kiss did willingly. Um, so they must, you know. Willingly. Yeah, let's put that in it, very commas. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, it's not quite like flat earth theory. You know, there's like, there's. there's yeah, a... I think there's probably a bit of subsidiary going on there. <laughs> oh, no, Bet and Kiss joined, you know, they, they, it's not like Kodali. They, they, they were like, yeah, these guys seem to have it together. Probably more than Human Sphere do. Like, at least they're united. So anyway, yeah. that was my little but thing my, on that. My favourite thing to come out of the Concilium Watch is the um, the investigative journalist worm. That is possibly the best meme, yeah. Infinity meme I've seen in That's a long adorable. time. That's um, adorable. I'm not sure the name of the fellow, but somebody posted a picture of, of Dr. Oh, worm yes. with like a, a journalist a, hat with a journalist hat that had press written on it and like a, a notepad that says humans are bad. Like this is <laughs> the most adorable thing I've ever seen. Um, that that yeah, I love that. I'm a lot bit unsure though as to why they decided to give them all submachine guns which are banned yes like well sorry they're not banned but they contain shock ammo which is banned yes so I was like well what 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 why why because not only was it there it was done there it was also done in the Shaz Vasti army sorry in combined army their Tensho experts Tensho yeah Tensho experts they've been replaced they were used to have a boarding shotgun now they've got a Submachine gun, which I guess because I think the boarding shotgun is actually a bad. The boarding weapon. shotgun is a bad weapon. But, oh yeah, okay, sorry, sorry, my bad. I because I always figured that submachine guns should be banned because they're shock. Because you just want them banned. Well, but yeah, the game. Maybe. you want the ban from the game. Maybe, maybe I'm getting myself mixed up. Maybe that's why they. Maybe that's why they stopped giving them, um, boarding shotguns and gave them submachine guns. But then why did Doctor Worm get a point decrease? To have a submachine gun because in the calculation, submachine gun, yeah, is a is a negative a, cost. Yeah, I know, but like, why, why bother? Like, why, you know, now they've just gone. Oh, sweet, there's a twenty-two point Doctor Worm. Everyone's gonna take that, and you can also accomplish the mission with yeah, it. Yeah, and he has flash pulse. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. That's just uh, that's what's my call. But you would, you would absolutely shit. put him in suppressive fire though, with a submachine gun rather than a, com- a combi rifle. rifle. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, for sure, hundred percent. So, yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I'm not, a, like, we'll see. I don't think it'll get used that often, but it's only well, a few missions. missions. Yeah, there's three missions that have it in there. Yeah. It's the same It's the same with the Xenotech, right? Everybody complained about the Xenotech. There was only, like, five missions that it was in. Mm-hmm. It was it was not difficult to create an event or go to an event that had no Xenotech missions. That's true. The, one, the thing I would say that's different, though, is they do appear to have... They've gotten rid of the negative um, points, so there's no nothing. Oh yeah, by removing the Xenotech because there was that if you don't if you don't this year at negative one. Yeah, which was which was that was what probably made people a bit salty on the Xenotech. Which was shitty, and what it did as well is you kind of were forced to spend two to more orders to uh, to not only gain a point but to stop yourself from losing a point. Mm. Whereas now they've gone end of game, which sort of feels like uh, secure HVT if, to me it feels like if I, can, if, I, if I can I'll try to accomplish this but I'm not going to go out of my way to accomplish this so if I work or if he dies he dies so <laughs> like but if he lives then sweet it's yes. point yeah. like if I can make him live I will but I'm not going to go out of my way to accomplish this objective yeah and I mean it might slightly change your, your play style in, particularly in the last round you might sort of try and protect your journalist whatever yeah. it is yeah. whatever journalist yeah. you have yeah. so so, um, sorry to interrupt John but just looking at the scoring for decapitation right 
um, you can achieve 10 points without the Concilium watch point. Yes, Ooh. that is. The Concilium watch point, and which we'll come on to in a second, the liaison officer point, it's um, an extra point if you have less than 10 points. Right. You don't. You can never get more than ten points, but it's okay. a, an extra point if you, you have. Scored oh, so you can still get a ten point victory. So and that's ignore a, it. Okay, so that's a fair. That's a good overview. Whereas Xenotech, he 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 was he was usually incorporated into the ten. Uh, this one at least appears to be as a, a an addition, like a, like a side mission. Sort yeah. Of thing. So it's not going to punish you for not taking a war core, um, or similar, but you can get that extra point if you have them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That that makes me feel a little bit. You coming around to it, Kev? Oh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty easy. Like <laughs> sometimes Kev, I just like. Kev to... is basically the um the meme. It's like uh you know concilium watch is bad. Change my mind. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I. I. Yeah. I mean. I. I. Sometimes I just. I'm just a bit judgy. Um, yeah. But I mean, we'll have to start playing this mission. See how it goes. I think yeah. it is. I think I. I like it. A lot more now that I've just discovered that it is the eleventh point. Mm. In that, it, it gives you alternatives. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's actually really good. That has uh, has eased me. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like I like missions where if you were to add up all the points, it equals more than ten. I like those missions because mm-hmm. it means there's not only one one way to do it. You can do it. Yeah, ways. you know, I think that's that's a good general sort of feeling. You know. If you want to get those ten points, like you've 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 got more more ways to get it. Cool, yeah. Um, right, we can move on to the next one now. I guess. Yep, the liaison officer, which is another new thing. I guess you could sort of say, almost say it replaces the Xenotech in in some ways. Um, in that it's a it's a it's a it's kind of a I don't know. It's like kind of he is your he is a forward observer. Um, he has to be a forward observer. It can't be a rem. And he's again like the data, like kind of like the data tracker, in that you, so like you nominate so, them after deployment. Um, but they're they all they have to do is be out of your deployment zone and pass a whip plus three check at the end of the game if they're in a non-null state. Is it whip plus three? It's not just normal whip. No, it's a whip plus three. Whip plus three. Nice. Which is nice because you know some. Some four observers, Pano, are only whip 12, so it's nice to, you know, whip 15 or more. Uh, this this one, this one I think is okay. Um, it's going to be a much bigger, well not much bigger, it's going to be a bigger influence to your list building than the Concilium watches. In a similar vein to your Xenotech slash data tracker, um, you're going to have to, or not have to, if the mission calls for it, you may have to build... A little bit for that particular model, um, which may mean dropping something you would normally have. So, you know, for example, me playing uh, Shazvasti, I would normally be taking like a shrouded killer hacker in my list. Now I'm looking at going, oh, maybe I'll take a shrouded um, forward observer because they don't have to be deployed on the table like a data tracker. They can be deployed in the camo state or marker state. So. You know, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll have this guy because you know he can stay in a camo state. He can just sit in the middle of the table until the end of the game and pass a whip, you know, whip sixteen uh, check, which can be re-rolled with a command token, which is quite nice. As many you, times if, as you like, if as you've long got as you have any, them. if you've got any left at the end of the game. But then it also is like, well, you know, it's a twenty-five point model that's probably sitting in the middle of the board doing nothing. That that may get me a plus one point. Um, now that's not to say that my shrouded killer hacker won't just sit in the middle of the board doing nothing either 
So yeah, there's it, it does kind of throw in a few a few options for you. It is at least um, a specialist, so you know it's, it's got to be a forward observer. Mm -hmm. He's a specialist, so mm -hmm. you know he can go do stuff for you as well if uh, if that's what you need. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can you can go push buttons with him. Um, and I I'm not sure if Nick's looking this up right now, but if if it's in the same vein as liaison. Uh, Consilium Watch, in that he's the eleventh point. It is. Yes, it is. It is. And it's only again yeah. only in three missions. Yeah. Acquisition, safe area, yeah. and front line. So, so the actual role itself, the whip role, is is the eleventh point. Yeah. Um, but in these missions, there is other object, other. Yeah. Um, so acquisition lines that have him involved in it. Yeah, yeah. you can. So he, he's the in acquisition. He's treated much like the Xenotech was in, in season ten. In that, if you don't have your data tracker and base contact with the center objective, you can do it with the liaison officer. liaison officer. Which I like because in the season ten, there was a lot of confusion as to how he, the Xenotech could be in base contact with the yes, thing. Does he have to be synced to the guy he, that he has synced, synced to? Yeah, yeah, does he be synced to the guy? Like, he's, he doesn't count as being anybody's. He's a neutral civilian, yada yada. So having an actual model with an order on it makes it much, much clearer who's who's controlling it. Yeah. He can also be in a marker state. Yes, yes, yes. Which, um, which, which I think is a great buff. Yeah, yeah. So on. you're not limited to, like, the data tracker. Unlike the data tracker. Who you have to pick somebody that you know, he can't. He has to be on the table. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. Um, it, 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 it's unfortunate that it can't... Well, not unfortunate. It's I guess it makes sense, but it's unfortunate that it can't be your um, Ford Observer bot. Yeah, I, I agree with that because um, there are a few armies that don't have great options no. for, for, um, for Ford Observers, particularly Tunguska is one that's been mentioned. Yes. Um, it's got, like, the Grenza. And the Grenza and the Spectre. Yeah. That's it. Which is surprising because I would have expected their security to have uh, four observer options, but they don't. Do they not? No. So that's it. Um, yeah, looking at my armies, hack hack of peeps or four observer, great four observer options. Um, some really cheap four observer options. Uh, Shazvasti has some really decent ones as well. Um, nomad, no gen like generic nomads have some fantastic ones. Um, the uh, what's his face? Is there a bandit forward observer? There probably is, but I'm thinking of the what's his name? The Moran um, is a really good one. So there's heaps of the for them. Um, yeah, it was Tunguska. That's the only one I've noticed so far that is going to be limiting. It will be within a sectorial, obviously. It'll have the limiting factor. Um, but yeah, I, I guess like I thinking about list building, I don't take forward observers very often. Me uh, usually, usually when there's a forward observer option, there's also like some sort of hacker option, and I mm. often gravitate to that. See, that's funny. Like, I will rarely make a list that doesn't have a forward observer in it. Right. Um, for Eugene, I'll take the Guilang forward observers mm -hmm. all the time. Sometimes two of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a great profile with deployable repeater and MSV one and a camo infiltrator. It's amazing. Yeah. But then also the special character uh, Gui Fang. I'll take him a lot of the time as well. Yeah. Also a great profile Ford Observer um, with Mad Traps as well. Yeah. Um, so there's some good options there for for Yujing and ISS. I think Gui Fang's an invincible army as well. So I've I very rarely find myself making a list. I don't think I'm not sure if like none have coming to mind that I've ever taken to the table that don't have at least one oh, excuse me forward observer yeah I think I think that's right um, I, yeah I, I don't mind it I think it's I think it's fine um, 
I was playing uh, Lachlan uh, last night. We did our first season-loving game. We played Acquisition. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert, nothing. We didn't really do any of season-loving Oh, you didn't, you didn't do a mission We didn't, we didn't use... We did, well, no, we did. Like, Acquisition has the liaison officer in it, um, but his liaison officer died turn one, my liaison officer died turn two, Maybe that was that's the, that. That was pretty much it. None of us had tags. Uh, there wasn't the concilium watch, and that was pretty much it. Um, it was interesting, yeah, because he chose he was playing Varuna, so he chose Patsy Garnett as his one, which I think he said was a mistake because he, she usually dies because um, she's you know she's a bit aggressive, but you know at the same time she is a decent one because she is the only two wound. For observer for um, for uh, Varuna, and then when you compare them to the other four observer options, like you've got a Fusilier, which you might take, uh, but then they're usually in the deployment zone. Camaro for observer, and don't think you're going to be taking that because why would you? Uh, Azula Cobra for observer, you could do, but then at the same time, you it's competing with a Killer Hacker, the Sensor, Spitfire, yep. all these other like really good options. Um, croc crocmen is a good one because you can, like you say, put them in a camo state. Camo state, but they're at telegraphs. But you have to obviously have them on the table. You can't deploy them hidden deployment, which is what they're really good at. And it telegraphs exactly what they are. Uh, so you're like, oh, it's not. That's <laughs> not the uh, you know the mine layer version or yeah. the assault hacker version. Yeah, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, like, well. From, from the way that I use my forward observers in camo states, they're generally revealing themselves anyway because mm. they want to go up and actually do some work. Yeah. Um, so for, for for your opponent to know that, that what that is underneath the camo token doesn't neg- fully negate the benefits of being in a camo state. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't. I'm just, I think I'm just making an example that, like, Varuna, just from playing Lachlan last night, like, they're really, they're only, their two options are the Fusilier... Um, I mean, if usually you're a Patsy, if you're taking, if you're not taking Patsy, you've got a Zulu Cobra, but then usually the Zulu Cobra is something else. Um, and if usually you're is a decent one because it's cheap, but then it's sort of like it's like okay, well, cool, I'll take a you know what twelve point Fusilier Ford Observer, and then in the last turn of the game, just walk him out of the deployment zone. Jobs are good in. Um, is a little bit like it's not that exciting, you know. Yeah, and it's not really changing up lists that much that it's going to make any real difference but like you say it's only in a few of the missions so yeah it's only it's literally only three missions yeah so, um, and again it's like we were saying before it's the 11th point for that for that whip roll thing yeah and you can also spend command tokens to um, to re-roll it you can you. yes what, what, sorry what, what missions did you say it was it was acquisition uh, acquisition safe area Safe area. The front line. So what are they do? What what's their other rule? So I know in acquisition, uh, their other rule is to be in base contact with the center objective. Yeah, in front line, they want to be inside the midi- the middle line. Okay. Like the, like the Xenotype. Like, like the Xenotype. Like 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then what's the third one? Safe, Safe area. Area. Uh, have your liaison. Have your liaison officer. Sorry, I thought. Sorry, thought I said sorry, not safe area. <laughs> um, okay, have your liaison officer in a dominated sector at the end of the game. Okay, so they're all end of game. So that's the same as what the Xenotech was doing. In yes, that that's right. Well. Yeah. So, they just so it's almost it. been replaced, but rather than having this extra model that's synced to someone, 
it's just one of your own models that's a forward observer. Yeah, and you don't have to place a stupid multi scanner, so there are no negative points. Hooray! Good. Hooray! Yeah. Cool. Next up is probably my favourite of the changes for season eleven. Okay. The change to civilians. Mm. Oh yeah. This, this is. The you big just kind of noticed this on the down low. It wasn't really. Yeah. Flagged. Yeah, but uh, the change now that uh, they I mean, I didn't they ever have blocked line of fire, but that's that's great to have that completely confirmed. But the biggest change is that they can't receive damage from attacks unless the mission states otherwise or from falling or anything like that because they don't have a, a wounds attribute or an armor attribute um, and also that they do not block the templates yeah so it's, yeah they don't stop templates from happening anymore yeah, yeah. So whereas, whereas, previously whereas they before would. if you launched a, a missile or a flamethrower or a warning shotgun or at something that would hit a civilian uh, then that whole attack was nullified now they've changed that to just say nope the civilian just completely ignores it all yep. everybody else still gets hit yeah so the, the actual wording you pointed out there's templates that affect a civilian are not considered null but will have no effect on the civilian so that yeah that's pretty huge less so I guess in this season because we don't have Xenotex running around with us <laughs> but in I mean, re- spoiler alert no rescue but in whatever mission that we may have a civilian, which actually I know I can't think of any. Well, your HVT is a civilian, yes, and you can right. always you can sync, sync with your own with HVT. HVT. No, HVTs are not civilians. Yeah, are you sure about that? They're not. Because if you kill an HVT, you lose the game. Yeah, but there's no way to kill a HVT because it's a civilian. Yeah, it's uh, that's. I, I must admit that was actually in my little notes that I'd made here. That it says that if you if you kill um, the HVT, you consider to lose the game. But I yeah. couldn't see a way of how, killing. How them. do you kill the HVT? Yeah. Well, does it say that I don't think HVTs count as civilians? They're neutral troopers, aren't they? No, they're not a trooper. The well, neutral, whatever that word is that I should be using instead of trooper. <laughs> um, is it civilian? <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was looking this up before, and I was like, "Well, wait a minute. They still have to count as HVTs because um, you can st- still lose the game if you kill an HVT because HVTs because because like in, in in rescue, they're not HVTs; they're civilians. They are. I, well, they. It's a. Hmm. So is interesting. There, is this another case of the weird translation coming back to bite? Oh, I don't know. Well, let's 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 not dwell on it too long. But that's a good. It's a good thing to mention that yes. the, you can now drop a template. But I'm just wondering where exactly it comes into effect now that we don't have Xenotext and we don't have Rescue, and unmasking is the only other one. And I guess any mission with HVTs, um, we could figure that one out. Uh, the last change that we're going to talk about tonight is. Tactical window, which is like a, a slightly larger version of a limited yeah, insertion. Limited insertion light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it limits you to fifteen orders. Which I, when I saw that, I was like, oh wow. Fifteen orders. Or fifteen troopers. Fifth. Let's not get technical. Fifteen. <laughs> fifteen slots. Fifteen slots on the board of your ten and five. Which at first I thought, oh yeah, you know, really? Does anyone really have like more than fifteen orders that regularly? And I was like, oh shit, I do. Like I'm, usually, I'm quite often 16, 17 orders. So while I'm like, oh, that's not gonna make a big difference when I talk about like vanilla hack, which is like you know full comic group of ten, four gazes, 
and then usually like two two or three other things two or three other things like orders like you know like a flash pulse bot and a baggage bot i'm like oh no now i can have four gazes and one other thing which significantly impacts my ability like my game plan so i like that um because it's going to make a few players think about you know where maybe they would have 17 orders they may now have like 20 20 points maybe to play with and now that that you know they might then just drop from you know 15 orders they might end up going into like 13 orders to like maybe put in an extra hit piece so i kind of like the what it might do and but it's not going to be so restrictive that it's going to piss people off yeah are we actually going to see any tournaments that are going to run this, though? That would be my question. Because too. it's it's yeah. like you, you've got limited insertion for something that is quite different to what most people play, mm-hmm. um, where you restricted that one combat group. Now we've got... You can't have more than 15 troops. Well, I mean... Just... If you're not... If 15 troops... I mean, a lot of players wouldn't have more than 15 troops normally. Yeah. Unless... it's. I think it is kind of like aimed at that that meta that's got one dude who just loves running 25 Galwegians, uh, Galwegians <laughs> or something. It was like, mate, you're going to have to change it up. I'm sorry. Um, oh, was, it, was it Ella with 40 Warlocks? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. She's going to be very disappointed. Yeah, like, oh no, tactical window. Um, yeah, I think I think it's I interesting. Don't, I, don't, I don't think you're going to see much play. I mean, unless, Kev, you really want to run a I don't I think I think I, I kind of do but I'm but, like also kind of like oh I'd rather just like really fuck you over with something like harder than that I feel like it just hard mode yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's not that big of a shift to really warrant much conversation about it no it's not like I feel like if they really wanted to like really shake like not really shake things up but just make, so a, make ha- a difference make it the other way around so you have to take more than 15 <laughs> like yeah because that would just be called like I don't know frenzy mode for, like rage mode like just for, like all the impetuous trips but like, Horde mode. <laughs> I would love to see a mode that limits the number of irregular orders or the number of um, impetuous orders or frenzied models so like if you kind of take it back to you know how infinity used to like was originally conceived as in like black ops limited like you know the best the best going in going in dropping in like rescuing people killing the target that sort of thing you know if you then introduce like you know four shell amongst the piece you're suddenly like well hang on now where where do these guys come from like you know they're they just rock up so like if you can maybe make some sort of mode where you're limited to professional soldiers only um i feel like that would be a like almost a better change i don't know how it would play out in the balance but i think yeah they did that at the um at the narrative tournament at cancon two years ago oh yeah Um, yeah they had it that you weren't allowed to take if you had impetuous orders then you straight away lost the mission mm, because really? it was it was designed that this is like full black ops type thing and impetuous troops are just too loud. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, like something like that would be great. I mean, like I, I feel like it would it would like you know not be great for certain new Jing builds like Hackers Lamb builds that sort of thing. But at the same time, like any, you know, any Caledonian, like get over it. You know, like take something else. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how yet. I'm sure there would be some armies that would be severely impinged by it, but no more than some are that with them. Um, limited insertion. Limited insertion. Yeah, 
Um, and it would be kind of thematic. So I feel like that would be a better change well, for me personally. That would be a more interesting change than it's, just going 15 orders. It's interesting because um, the the recon rules that Ash from Guerrilla Miniature mm. Games wrote, um, I'm pretty sure with the um, the first thing with that, with the 150 point um, yeah, list, there's a restriction on impetuous yeah. order. I think there's not any more than two impetuous, one or two impetuous orders in that. Thing, which is good yeah that's kind of a nice way of doing it because it means that you can't just spam yeah. heaps of impetuous orders to get yeah. loads of orders something um, like that would be, points. <clears throat> would be it would be good yeah I, I, I would uh, yeah that would be cool to me but yeah you're right I think it's a fairly non it's a bit of a non-starter yeah. in my opinion like yeah. I honestly don't think we're going to see it given it's if, a given it's an optional thing for TOs as you say, it's just kind of, yeah, are like, we ever going to see it? Yeah, I don't think we're going to see it very often, and when we do see it, I really don't think people are actually going to care. Like, because there's, I don't think... No, but that a, one guy who plays yeah. Caledonia that's crying, that's, right. that's about it. But then that's like, well, just it. take some Wolvers, dude. Go on, do it. I dare you. <laughs> take a Morimer. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Cool. Well, I guess we can move on to the next point we wanted to chat about, which is uh, a bit of a cull that's happened in the um, in the in the mission lineup, that's right. For, uh, for the latest season, we've seen one, two, three, seven, four, five, six, seven missions have been given the axe. So um, the missions that have gone are uh, may they rest in peace, Com Center, Deadly Dance, Engineering Deck, Frostbite, Big Sad Face, yes, yes, The Grid. Rescue. No sad face there. No. Rescue and tic-tac-toe. No sad face there either. I didn't mind tic-tac-toe. I, I, um, I mean, the, we just have here that um, all three of the nine objective marker missions are the ones that have gone. And as I can personally say that I'm not sad to see them go. Not for the, the fact that they were tough missions or hard to work, you know, hard to play. Just the, the fact of trying to set a table up with nine objective markers was never the easiest thing. Particularly given the, the sort of the, it was never a hard rule, I don't think, but the soft rule that ideally all objective markers for missions should be on the ground level, yeah, so they shouldn't actually be on, on buildings. Yeah, that's something that, that I've sort of, I guess, grown up with in Infinity is that your objective markers have to be on the ground level. And then, like probably a month ago, I was actually was started to try and look for it and couldn't find that actually written anywhere that no. says your objective markers have to be on the ground level. No, I think it was but something I, I saw in an ITS document somewhere and I don't know if it's just... Yeah, so yeah. If, if any of our listeners can clarify if there is any hard evidence that says that that's the way that you should play it. Um, but at the end of the day, really, I, I liked the, those nine objective missions because it mixed things up a little. They, they, they were usually a bit unusual particularly particularly tic-tac-toe it was one of my favorites where it's not just about pushing buttons it's which buttons you've That's pushed right. um which is a bit puts a bit more to it rather than just uh just spamming the 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 as many specialists all over the place as you can um uh a real sad one we're seeing to go is frostbite kev this was one of your personal favorites wasn't it i loved it it was great it was really complex uh interesting unique mission yeah I, I liked it heaps, um, but I can I can sort of understand why it went away. Like if they're gonna go and get rid of all, all the nine objective missions, this one had what seven? Seven objectives. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I can see why it is a bit of a maybe a bit of a pain 
for TOs to set up. I know at Novacore, I think when Gav realised, he was like, oh shit, there's seven objectives I need to put down for this. I need 50 tables, that's yeah, 350 objectives. That's blocks. quite a lot. So yeah, that one along with um, engineering deck, I was sad to see go. Cause, I, like, I concur there. We, we, I mean, they're kind of similar in that the uh, armoury missions, but it was nice to have a bit of variety yeah. of armoury missions. Yeah. I mean, this means that the only armoury mission or only objective room mission is the armory. Yeah, that's right. Um, and like what uh, Gavin Bateman did at Novacore was on the second day he had engineering deck and armory, which meant at the end of day one we could rejig all the tables, mm-hmm. put the objective room de- rooms down on all of them, and not have to change anything during play on the second day to make it go as smooth as possible. Mm-hmm. Because there's now only one en- uh, objective room mission, that means that that scenario is no longer possible. Um, if you want to include an objective room mission, then you're going to have to be changing the tables. Unless yeah. you've got it there as not as an objective room, but just as a building. As a scenery piece. Um, I don't know, turn it upside down or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, like you can do that. Like there, there definitely. Yeah, you can. There's a lot of them on the market that you can just put a lid on, and then it's got a roof, or you can leave it open and just say it's still infinite height. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying though. It, it can be some tables, um, that are designed by you know locals may not be designed necessarily with an objective room in mind, so it does kind of muck up where that has to go, especially if you have to like, you know, like acquisition again. There's a objective in the middle mm. then you have to be like oh now we need to put a armory in there and you have to move you know stuff around you just you... put you just flip the armory upside down put the objective room on top of it well, that's with what Kevin uh, John and I were just talking about yeah okay. a second ago where we said that we I don't think it's actually written anywhere that says that you have to have your objectives on the ground level no, no, H- oh, the, H- no. the HVTs have to be on ground level yeah, yeah. But, but if the objectives go on top of a building then too bad yeah, I, I think we were discussing this last week, I think it was. And some I, I like them being on different levels. Um, Mixes things up a little. Yeah, yeah. Like, as long as they're, I mean, not necessarily on top of an 8-inch high building with no ladders on it. It can be a little bit of a pain, unless you're an infiltrator. But, uh, yeah, I think it's nice to have them on different levels. Um, creates a bit more need to get up somewhere rather than just working on ground levels. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, do you guys discuss all the other ones? Oh, we just sort of we listed them off. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so, I mean, rescue. I don't think anyone will be too sad to see that go. It was a very much a, a pain of a mission with all the saturation, you know, exclusion zones and you know that kind of thing. It was yeah, saturation. saturation. Trying to remember that in the middle of a game is a pain, a real pain. Actually, oh no. Power pack still has a saturation zone. I was thinking was rescued the only one with a sat zone, but no. Um, for, uh, power pack still has it. Yeah, no, rescue was rescue was a garbage mission. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I, mean, I don't know. Like, was it five HVT you needed each? Uh, eight. Well, four. Yeah, four. four yeah, four yeah. each. No, actually, I, I'll take it back. I won't say it's a garbage mission. I just think it was. Yeah, there was too much going on. Um, often players just gave up trying to do the primary objective because it was really difficult unless you tabled your opponent but it was difficult to do that because of the sat zone and had millions of things with multi-terrain yeah it's a sat yeah. zone and a exclusion zone you know you can you can deploy in that area either um, I think but anyway it's gone so yeah it's, I mean, it's the sort of thing where it's like yeah this mission's too hard so I'm just going to try and kill my opponent yeah like, oh people aren't trying to object uh, 
achieve this mission. They're just killing people. Yeah. Let's make it harder to yeah. kill people so they actually try and do the mission. Like, yeah, yeah. Why don't you just change the mission? No, well they've taken it out now, so we don't have to worry about it. Maybe it's gone into the um, into into the into rehab or something to get right. to get yeah. itself cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like like what they're saying with the. Um like the shock army and the French and you know everything else, they're, they're not going out of commission entirely. They're just resting for a while. They'll be back sometime in the future, maybe. Stop the bench. And I think, like, uh, we'll, we'll like to clarify, because, like, I, we, I talk about, you know, taking players out of their comfort zones with, you know, lists, different lists and different uh, tables. tables. Um, that does apply to missions as well. Like, I do like to see varied missions. Like, we just talked about Frostbite. Like, it's a unique mission. It makes you think about how you have to do things. It's, you know, it's 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 um, a well-thought-out mission that's really different from all the others. Um, Rescue, I would love to see return if it was just a little bit more fun to play. A bit cleaner, maybe. I think so. Like, I think... And I, and I think, like... And I have played it twice, I think. And I've... And both times... It just didn't. It just didn't. I just didn't enjoy it, um, and I'm, and I would love to play. I definitely would love to see it return, because I think the idea of collecting a civilian and trying to get him back is a good, like it's you know similar to supplies, but there's a little bit more at stake. Um, so I would like to see more of those sorts of missions and you know back and in, uh, introduced to the game. I guess it's a bit like um, a bit like capture and protect, where you know you mm. you got to go get something and keep it back, keep it back in your yeah. half of the table. Yeah. yeah, capture the flag type yeah. aspect. And so, apart from capture and protect, that's the only one I can think of that's got that aspect of it, where you got to go mm. all the way to the other side and then come all the way back. Bring it back. Yeah, yeah. supplies. And if you've got to go get stuff and bring it back to you, but it's not all the way over the other side. It's yeah. just in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But no, the I, other one that I was surprised has sees gone. Given, especially given the the extra buff to tags was deadly dance. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I I saw that as well, and, and then I was like, oh well, they still got, they still have a show of force, which I think is also a tag. Yes, entry mission. But I'm wondering now that's like they yeah got rid of one. They've only got maybe one or two left, maybe just one left. Mm. Um, I preferred deadly dance to show of force. I must admit. That reminds me, actually, there is one change we didn't talk about before. Um, talking about these tag missions, is that now. Heavyweight troops count as tags for scoring in tag missions. So really? They, yes. That was being clarified in the last day or so. Yes. Yeah, so things like your um, uh, blackjacks and uh, the ratnik. The daikai. The daikai, the moang. Yep. The moang? No, the moang's not heavyweight. How is he not? Oh, interesting. Um, they so, count as tags yeah. well, for the purpose of scoring. scoring. Yeah. yeah. So, so now it says in the thing, it doesn't say just tag score, it says tag or heavyweight troop. Ooh. It's got a few other things there, like pilot and operator and things I've never heard of. Um, that I like. That Actually, that's a really cool one. I've yeah. been, um, I've actually been, I was thinking about, you know, um, hack, and I'm like, I'd love to see them get their own beefy heavy infantry. Like, I know they got the Alpha Seeds, but I want to see, like, some, I don't know, some hack Islam big another s5 that's maybe like maybe like maybe like get rid of the asriel and like bring back something that's better than the asriel um you know with extra shit on it like (laughs) (laughs) like, these more panels yeah not just like oh you can duel with a missile bot like cool oh awesome sure yeah we'll never do that Um, um all right yeah i guess we can move on to the uh the new mission that's been added in Mm. season 11 Countermeasures. Indeed. 
um, which is kind of like uh, highly classified on steroids, I would say. Okay. Where um, I haven't got my head around it fully, but basically you draw three, from what I understand, you draw three um, classified objectives, and then each round, game round, you can swap them out right. for different ones. And then it's the end of the game, the people, person who's achieved most of the ones that have been drawn wins, like gets the most points. Yeah, okay. yeah. so you basically, on your turn, you can swap out one of the three, um, and if you, you get it, you take that card and put it in front of you. It's like, that's mine, I got one. And if you both get it, you kind of just put it to the side to say that you've both, you've both got it. So are they, are they secret or are they open? No, they're open. It's like highly classified. Okay. In the, um, but it's just three and there's no private classifieds. It's a... Uh, it's just three objectives that you're both kind of going for at that particular oh, time. So you can but like stop at the start somebody. at the start of your turn, you can swap one of them with a new one from the deck. Right. Okay. So let's you know, for example, like you flip Testron and I've got no engineers, but you've got an engineer. Then start my round and be like, actually no, that yeah, one's yep. going and it's going to be with this one, uh, like which will be randomly drawn, obviously. So it could be you know. Might not be good for you either. Mm. Ooh, okay. Yeah, That's so, so like, I'm yeah. really keen to see the tournament that has this and highly classified in it. That's right. Because I feel like, um, they're, they're, I mean, not, I don't feel like they are both missions that rely heavily on the uh, classified objective deck, which um, we have. I don't think we've had that much of a focus on since they changed it. It's a, the, the new deck is very interesting because whereas previously there was more than one copy of some of the, some of the cards, this one it's 20 unique mm. Objectives. Yeah, I found myself being fucked over a few times Me by too. those uh, new objectives. Like I like them because they don't rely on specialists. But man, like last last night I drew follow up and something else that requires a veteran troop. I'm like, awesome. Now you do know that like, characters this year count as veteran troops. Last year they did as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh yeah, that's we continuing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, was it called the uh, veteran long service? Yes. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I was like, cool, I've got Saladin. I but he's your lieutenant, so he's, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, so there's some factions you're just like, I ain't got, like I play Starko as well, and I'm like, I have one heavy infantry. Uh, sorry, yeah, we have one medium infantry option. Uh, so yeah, they can be a little bit tricky because uh, you're commonly taking like doctors, engineers, forward observers or something like that. You're not always taking yield veteran or medium infantry trooper yeah uh, that was, this, this that, particular mission though it was um part of the white noise uh, competition to design a new mission and it was designed by mickey ward who is an australian australian yeah. guy so it's a yes a bit of australian influence on the uh, wow that's great I know, yeah well done to mickey for that it's, it, it's, it looks like a uh, does look like a really great mission actually i, I like the idea i've always like i've always loved highly classified i think it's a great mission uh, so this is like high classified but like you say on the steroids um there's a little bit more uh, influence a player can make um and i like as well that it can um i guess because i've been playing a little bit of um song of ice and fire and there's a like there's a similar mission where you draw objectives and like they're secret though but you can like draw them and like put them back and you know, you don't know what your opponent's going to do and, and whatnot. So I like how this is like you can, you can kind of screw your opponent over by like burning objectives. So I like I like that, and that's a new er a new um take on the game. I don't think there's not been as there's not really been any of that kind of um that kind of play in Infinity before. 
Mm. You know, like if, if, you know, you may have like a counter to someone's attack, but generally you know what it is and you know what it may be coming. Um, where this is like, oh, you know, I'm going to... Getting more involved with the cards. Yeah, yeah, which I think is 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 quite good. Um, my, my one comment on it, from just at first glance, I've not, not played the mission, so this is just very much a hot take, so take of this what you will. But um, I, I quite like the idea of being able to screw your opponent over, mm-hmm. but I, I would like to see it be a, maybe be a bit harder. Um, so perhaps at the start of your turn, you have to use a command token to swap, oh, one, of yeah. the, swap one of the missions out. So make it a real choice. Instead of just saying, oh, right, you can do this mission, I can't, so I'm definitely going to burn it. Yeah. Maybe make it a bit of a choice. It's like, oh, do I spend this command token to burn this mission so that he can't do it? Or do I use the command token to do something else? But again, I'm not a mission designer, so take of this what this I is think, just mine. Yeah, I think that, that's good. Like Even like a whip check or something like that. Like yeah. Some kind of test you need to roll to get rid of it because yeah, it could be really obvious. Oh, yeah, sweet. Okay, yeah, you've, we've got... Like, But at the same time, like if it's experimental drug... Then there's a high chance that both of you can do that one, but like if you're watching like uh, medium infantry walk towards your uh, HVT, you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh look, that just happens. We happen to have was it counter espionage, oh, something yeah. like that. Now like, you're like that one's yeah, going. Yeah, bye bye. Um, but I guess I think someone said it relies on you being a bit adaptable. Um, yes, very much so. And also maybe not playing your hand too obvious because, which I think is. That's a really good idea, actually. You're, you're, um, it's, uh, it does encourage a bit more subterfuge and not making it blatantly obvious, like I'm walking towards this <laughs> HVT. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah I, I dig it. I dig it. I, yeah. I, 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 I sent in three missions and none, none of them got picked. So. Yeah, because yours, yours are all terrible. <laughs> it was just, uh, I, please, you have to kill your opponent. Never, not in the game, in real yeah, life. That's right. You never, you never <laughs> even looked angry, at the angry Scotsman, Scotsman mission. Ten objective points for murder. You never even looked at my missions. I never, I never showed you my missions, but like, you never even looked at them. <laughs> One of them, one of them, one of them was. One tell of them was tell a, us about your commissions. One Kev. of them was a Xeno Tech mission. <laughs> wow. No, 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 no. The story no, no. Comes out. It was, it was a Xeno Tech. He had been imprisoned in an armory oh, in God. an objective room, <laughs> and you had to, uh, you had, to, well, you didn't have to. You could choose not to if you wanted to at the start of the game, but you could uh, uh, have to rescue him from the armory, like a jail, like you know. And it's like you've been, you've been tasked with this really, really important uh, task. And it's, you've got to rescue the Xenotech. And, like, you might just be like, nah, fuck it. How long were the descriptions for these missions, Kev? Were they, like, three three pages there's long a lot of, There's a lot of... There's a lot of... Uh, a little blurb. I did a lot of blurb at the end where it was, like, Xenotech, the idiot's been imprisoned, you've been paid enough money to go rescue him. Um, like, please don't... Like, try not to let him die. It was effectively the blurb. Uh, and I, it, it seemed like a fun mission. Um, and then the, the other one was... Um, I can't remember the other one was. Oh, it was like bounty. So it was like kind of like de- it was kind of like annihilation. But you at the start of the game you could pick you pick each of you picked three units in turn that were worth extra that were worth double their oh. victory points if you killed them. But while they were alive, they whatever they killed was worth double victory points for killing. So like you were like, oh well, I'll make it like this little ten point fusilier. But then he's only worth twenty points. But they're like, oh, I can make it this. 130 odd point avatar which will be worth like 200 odd points if you kill him but everything he kills is worth double so like you're like ooh I'm gonna make it yeah, so, I, I actually like the sound of that. That was well, that. You, seemed... you are allowed to put custom missions in your own ITS events. That's right. Yes. Coming so, up, coming up at my next tournament, all yeah. three of the missions I put in. <laughs> <laughs> coming up at Kev's next tournament, <laughs> one zero, participant. Zero yes. 
yeah, I think. Yeah, no, it's that's it. I mean, yeah, you can you can uh, what's it, you know, vote with your feet, I guess. But I think most people are up for a bit of a laugh. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not all here to we're not all here to break necks and whatnot. We're we're here to have fun. So, anyway, yeah. Well done, well done, Mickey. That's a, it. Sounds like a really good mission. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So I guess closing thoughts on on season eleven. Uh, personally, I'm I think it's in a good place. I'm not overly like pissed off about any of the changes that they've made. No. Nah. Um, so I think it's going in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, it seems, seems good. Um, so, yeah. My initial thoughts was with seeing seven missions gone that you know I thought that could limit tournament scene somewhat, you know, make it a bit too homogeneous. But thinking about the missions that have gone, they didn't really get played that much anyway. So yeah. no, yeah. and now you can conveniently just roll a d twenty. Yeah, to that's decide, a good to decide point. your mission. Your oh, mission there's, selection. there's just twenty. There's missions. just twenty missions now, so you oh. can just roll a d twenty if you don't know what you want to play, which I think is quite good. Um, or you choose the comlog random. Function. That also that also oh, can work. How's uh, this for an idea for for a tournament? Uh-huh. Each mission is random each round. Oh yes. But it's not random for the round. It's random for each, each table. table. Oh <laughs> no! What? In, imagine that. I mean, you'd have to have a lot of preparation. Um, forty yeah. person forty person tournament, twenty tables, everyone playing a different mission, mission wow. each round. Oh god. That would be amazing. That would be I mean, yeah, I don't know about Coming soon to Melbourne, everybody. <laughs> no, I, I like <laughs> the idea is, of uh, I like I like the idea of keeping the missions sort of secret uh, beforehand in a way. I know a lot of other game systems do that. Uh, I don't know if it sort of plays into Infinity that well. It, I don't think it would work I mean, for Infinity. Because Infinity list building is so Mission focused, really, yeah. isn't it? Well, because there's, no, there's no net decks. No, really. there's not, but there are, I think there are fairly good lists out there that can do most things, uh, with exception of some really out there missions. But I think they've gotten rid of the rescue, so whatever. Um, oh, I was gonna, no, wait, what were we gonna talk about? Oh, we we're gonna wrap up. Uh, but I was going to mention because I did have my game at Lachlan yesterday, and we had we played at season eleven, so I wanted to give my thoughts on that. On oh, the, of course, on that. please. Uh, Kate. <laughs> oh no, have I already mentioned that we didn't even use the liaison offer? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they both died. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. They were on the table at one point though, so you did use. Liaison. They were there. Yeah, I used a what was that? I used a Halka, which is a, the mechanized deployment Gulam, because I figured well he already starts like over the deployment zone. So if he just sits there and suppresses fire all game, then he's fine. He's fine. Um, but he did die, and uh, like I say, he wasn't fine. No, he wasn't <laughs> fine. Um, Lachlan, like I say, played Patsy, which I think he said was a mistake. But um, like you know, it meant I had to sort of kill her. Um, uh, and then yeah, none, none of the other um, extras were in play because none of us had tags, and there was no need. To, there was no journalist option in that one. But it was a very good game. As uh, uh, as I as as we we sort of discussed afterwards, um, um, so we're looking looking forward to more season eleven. I am too. Yep. Yes, yeah. I I think the game is still in a really good place. You know, I think CB have been consistently, you know, doing good things for the game, and you know, I personally, as I think I've probably said before on the podcast, I do not really like the change to total immunity but that's a whole other story um, mm, but yeah. um, I think the game is in a really really good place I'm really looking forward to, to see what comes next especially yeah. with N4 coming next year start, and uh, this start. new this new 300 point box that's coming out soon I'm, I'm very oh, interested you, to see where, that where, 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 where did that come from again? that was from um, the Gen Con seminar mm. I think they said they talked about um, I think it's November release the, 
There's a Did question mark, question mark, 300 point box. Oh, really? Mm. There's been some speculation about being an NA2 army, which I find which I find would be interesting, but hard. Well, particularly given that they've just done the Spiral Core box, and mm. they did the JSA box last year. So mm. I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if it was an NA2. True. My, yeah. My thought is perhaps a, a hack box, because they've not really had much. They've had Red Veil, but that's about it. Um, and I, I have a funny feeling something like QK's next on the chopping block for... The, um, yeah, the the discontinuation Excuse. for now. Yeah, mm. but anyway, that's, uh, that's, yeah. A, that's a that's something for another another episode maybe. Yeah, yeah, and I just touch, but touching on, on QK real briefly, um, the season eleven extra dude, boyo double gold slinger wild bill. Yes. Um, yeah, that guy. <laughs> he's available in QK and he, yes, he, he's QK like, and US Ariadna and Rama. And foreign company. And foreign company. And he's linkable. He's linkable in some of those. And well. I was kind of surprised. I expected him to be like Ada Swanson, where she's like, you know, she's not linkable and she's not really used. He's linkable and he's going to get... With his multi-pistols. He's going he's gonna to see some table time, that man, because he's, he's a close-range nutcase. Um, and he's only 27 points. So for someone like Rama or QK, where you can put him in a Janissary link... Oh, yeah, that's going to be pretty nice. Um, yeah, it counts as a Janissary for fire team composition. We've got yeah. one with a contender, one with a rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, 25 points for the contender, 27 points for the rifle. Yeah. Um, do you pay two points for a rifle? I'm going to say probably. Yeah, probably for the burst three. Um, and yeah, it would put him in suppressive. Because yeah. he's, uh, he's, still, he's still a shock. Because um, he's got ballistic skill thirteen, um, movement six two. Yeah, he's got okay. a uh, marksman level marksman one. Level two. Yeah, marksman level two. Level two, two. Yeah. yeah, so he ignores Fat- cover and it's kind of shocks. So Fatality sh- level one, hyperdynamics level one, so he's dodging on fourteens. Mm-hmm. Marksmanship level two, which is pretty good, and uh, no ending cap. Two multi pistols, and we got the profiles for multi pistols as well. Yeah, they have what shock and um, AP. AP. Yeah, and double action uh, as the as the one burst yeah, thing. Burst yeah, one, and they're damage thirteen as well, which I was surprised by because I was expecting them to be damage twelve and then benefit from the fatality level one. Turns out they're gonna be damage fourteen, which I think is great for uh, for pistols. Pistol well, yeah, range well, band. Um, pistol on, on the Mister um, Bell. Yeah, Mister Wild. <laughs> no, no, no. His no. first name is Wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the name's the name's Bill. Wild Bill. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Well, maybe we'll just wrap it up there then. Um, I think on, so. on on that episode on on season eleven. Looking forward to getting some more more games in, so we can come back with uh, with what our actual thoughts are on some of these uh, on that particularly this new mission but also mm-hmm. how these new rules work um, personally I'm going to start packing some more assault hackers because I think more people are going to be taking tags um, <laughs> quite probably I, yeah I agree yeah I think and I think it's great because it's almost for so for so long I think people have been like poo-pooing AHDs so I think we're going to be seeing Cries a few more that's right <laughs> oh, cool. uh, oh so I, I just want to quickly shout out uh Burn City Brawl, again, it's like just over two weeks away. We still have a ha- small handful of spots available. Uh, please get on the event page and sign up, because um, it's going to be a great time. The last thing, of course, is that we, we'd possibly hope to talk about the um, global campaign today as well, but oh, unfortunately yeah. that's been delayed by a couple of weeks. Yeah, so it's so, actually going launching on the 16th of September. That's right. So it's like Just a few days before BCB. Wow. So Yeah. Will BCB be supporting the uh, the, the, the <laughs> asteroid blues 
because I'm telling all my opponents that this is a this is a campaign <laughs> game, whether they wanted to or not. Yeah, you know what? That's actually a really great idea. I think uh, that will be we will um, put that in the player pack and we'll make an announcement because I think. Yeah, I think uh, I know. I think I've said this before myself. I don't get enough campaign games in, or I forget to post yes. them as campaign games. So I think a bit of a reminder: getting five games in two days towards the campaign, I think, would be real good. Yep. Take lots of pictures of your games. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. I've been Nick. I was Kevin. I'm John. And you've been listening to Loss of Lieutenant. Yeah, okay. No, hang on. Let's just grab some warm water. Some warm water. Some more water. <laughs> more water. More, more water, mate.